Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Today and tomorrow, you'll have class time to research activities in and around Zion National Park, I announced to the class. What kinds of activities? One student asked. Any kind of activity which helps you improve your mental, academic, artistic, physical, or spiritual health, I said. So if we find a gaming group or something, that wouldn't count? Another joked. I laughed. Find something you can only do in that area. You can play Minecraft anywhere. Remember, the ecosystem looks a lot different than around here. I walked around the room as the students busied themselves with the iPads, curious to see what they would find. You can also include activities we already have equipment or instructors for, I reminded them. I'm done with my list, a student announced seconds later. May I see it? Sure. I read from his list. Watercolor painting, mountain biking, and canyoneering. Canyoneering? Another student asked. What's that? You put on a harness and go down cliffs into narrow canyons, he explained. He brought up a picture on the iPad and held it up for the rest of the students to see. Students gathered around and exclaimed over the photos. It looks like you have a lot of interest in canyoneering, I said. We'll need to find out how much it costs and make sure it fits in our budget for outdoor school. The rest of you find some outfitting businesses and make a list of phone numbers for me. No way I'm going to throw myself over no cliff, one of the students exclaimed. We won't force anyone to participate, I reminded him. Good, maybe I'll just go along and take photos of everyone else being all crazy. I laughed. Just get me a list of businesses and phone numbers before class ends, and I'll call after work. The next day, I came back with the news. I found an outfitter willing to take our group, I said. Unfortunately, it will cost a lot more than our budgeted amount per activity. Can we pay some of our own money? The instigator of the idea wanted to know. You could, I paused. Or you could help me do a GoFundMe campaign to raise the money. I knew only a few students would have money, and I wanted to turn it into a lesson on the use of social media. They agreed to let me film them making appeals for sponsorship, and we started our campaign. Within just five days, we'd raised enough money for every student who wanted to throw themselves off a cliff. To participate. My students don't come from homes where anyone has hobbies. If their grandmother, mother, or aunties weave rugs, they do it to support their families. Fathers don't just do silver work in their spare time. The beautiful jewelry they create keeps food on the table. About 50% of my students don't even have running water in their home. Students might turn some of the activities we do during outdoor school into leisure time activities, though. Things like watercolor painting, hiking, or mountain bike riding. But I doubted if anyone would turn canyoneering into a serious pastime. But even a one-off project-based activity has the potential to help them improve their physical self-care quotient. According to an article on Adventist Healthcare's website, I'll leave a link in the show notes, physical activity helps to stretch and tone muscles, lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels, burn fat, balance blood sugar, and reduce stress. Hobbies aren't just for the young or the wealthy. A hobby, 
or as Robert Stebbins calls it, a leisure time activity, I'll leave links in the show notes on his article as well, doesn't have to cost money or take up a lot of time. Searching for sea glass if you live near the ocean, or challenging yourself to find as many four-leaf clovers as you can in a set amount of time, count as hobbies. So does dumpster diving. Hobbies include acts of imagination, whether we draw or search for objects we can use in other ways. According to Garija Kaimau, an art therapist, professor, and art therapy researcher, this act of imagination is actually an act of survival. It is preparing us to imagine possibilities and hopefully survive those possibilities. This act of engaging the imagination through hobbies not only has the potential for helping us survive the stresses of life, but for surviving serious illnesses too. Researchers in Japan have studied the relationship between breast cancer survival rates and other factors. Their research showed a positive relationship between breast cancer patients' participation in hobbies and her survival rates. The more hobbies a woman had, the higher her survival rate. A research project published in Gerontology highlights the importance of leisure time activities throughout our lifespan. Thus, successful aging should be seen as a lifelong process that is to a certain extent modifiable through participation in leisure activities. As we age, leisure time activities gain importance to our overall health and well-being. A Japanese study published in the Journal of American Geriatrics Society showed a relationship between the quality of life and having a hobby for older Japanese citizens. We need hobbies not only for stress relief and mental acuity, we need them for quality of life, survival, and longevity. You can improve your physical self-care quotient with a hobby. If you decide to make pie eating a hobby, it might not do much for your physical self-care quotient. Making pies falls into a different category. Searching for recipes, gathering ingredients, mixing, rolling the dough, and creating a masterpiece for others to enjoy could fall into the artistic hobby category. And creative endeavors can lower our cortisol levels, which improves our physical self-care. If you haven't made participating in hobbies an integral part of your life, these hacks will help you get started on the road to improving your physical self-care quotient. Hack number one, take a tally. All this talk about the importance of hobbies for physical health, well-being, and longevity might make you feel stressed, especially if you already feel overwhelmed with everything you have in your life right now. Consider making a list of everything you do outside of work. Once you have your list, write down the approximate amount of time you spend doing each of those things. Evaluate each item. Does it need to be done? Can someone else do it or at least assist? Write a plus next to everything that adds to your well-being. Draw a minus sign next to everything that you consider a time waster, but do anyway. Mindlessly scrolling through news feeds falls into that category for me. Tally up the time you would free up from your list. Even 15 minutes of saved time will give you an opportunity to explore a hobby on a regular basis. 15 minutes of guitar practice will work just as well as 50 minutes, and your fingers will thank you if you're just starting out. Hack number two, categorize your interests. Once you know how much leisure time you have, you'll want ideas. Draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper and write physical on one side and creative on the other. Brainstorm ideas for each category. Some activities might fall into both categories, for example, dance or wildlife photography. They are both artistic, 
and active. Include things you already enjoy as well as things that make you curious. I'll leave a post in the show notes for ideas. Estimate how much time each activity would take. Can you do it in a short amount of time? Or will it require an entire day, extensive planning, or instruction? Grab your calendar and commit to spending time daily, weekly, and monthly enjoying a hobby. If you don't schedule in the time, you'll discover you don't have the time. I'll leave a link in the show notes to a podcast on time management. Hack number three, change it up. If you already enjoy a hobby, explore ways to change it up and keep the experience fresh. Instead of painting from a photo in the comfort of your home, try painting in plain air. Choose a new route for your evening walk or enroll your dog in an agility class. Ditch the mixers, choppers, and gadgets in your kitchen and try cooking a meal outside over a campfire. Who knows? You may discover you'd make a good cowboy. Hack number four, active collection. Choose at least one active hobby you enjoy. Things like birding, beachcombing, geocaching, and mushroom hunting all require some level of activity. Movement lubricates our joints and provides a mental self-care benefit as well. Collecting things, whether birds to add to your life list or shells to decorate your house, feeds our need for healthy competition. I've made a hobby out of collecting race medals and race t-shirts. This means I must train and participate in running events, a surefire way to improve my physical self-care quotient. Hack number five, double the fun. Think of ways to involve your spouse or children, or both, in a hobby. When our girls learned how to read, we would have nerd nights. The entire family would sit in the living room and read. Yes, reading counts as a hobby. I'll leave a link in the show notes to Book Talk Tuesdays, a series of book reviews that I put out each week. By involving your family members, you'll model good hobby habits as well as enjoy quality time with each other. So what about you? Neither my students nor I have made canyoneering a lifelong habit, but we all benefited from the activity. I'll leave a link in the show notes to one student's courageous experience. What are some of your favorite active hobbies? Do you prefer to participate in hobbies alone or with family and friends? Have you noticed a difference in your quality of life, such as stress levels or overall health? During the periods of your life when you engage in hobbies, over those times when you don't, I'd love to hear about your experiences. You can drop me an email or leave a comment in the comment section. So don't forget the five hacks for improving your physical self-care with a hobby. Hack number one, take a tally in an inventory of how you spend your time. Hack number two, categorize your interests. You want to have a variety of interests, both active and a little more sedentary. Hack number three, change it up. Learn to do new things. Hack number four, get involved in active collection. And hack number five, double the fun by participating in a hobby with a family member or a close friend. Come back next week when I talk about improving your spiritual self-care quotient with, you guessed it, hobbies. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.